Today's episode is brought to you by Five Line Designs. Bring your brand to light with Five Line at fivelinedesigns.com. Here at Five Line, we like to ask, what can we do for you? We're here to help you and your business grow from all angles. Whether it's building the voice of your brand, redesigning your assets, or building out a website, Five Line is here to help you step your game up and beat out the competition. No matter what stage you're in, whether you're just starting or you've been up and running for many years, make your next move your best move by working with Five Line. You won't regret it. Schedule a meeting to see what we can do for you today at fivelinedesigns.com. Welcome to the Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington. All right. Hello to everyone in podcast land today. Thanks for joining us, Sean. How are we feeling? Feeling good and excited for a special guest for today's episode on nonprofits. All right. Yeah. So for everybody out there today, today uh, our topic, as Sean just mentioned, we're going to talk about nonprofits. We're going to get into the nitty gritty, just kind of breaking it down, what it is, what it is not in regards to, uh, to the business landscape as a whole. Some things you might be want, uh, may want to be mindful of if you're considering a nonprofit uh, and the differences and the uh, reasons behind starting one. And then we'll also uh, jump into uh, experiences and, and uh, things you might want to be mindful of if you are engaging in business with a nonprofit with our special guest who will be joining us a little bit later on on today's show. All right. All right. So, Sean, where do we want to get where do we want to start off with this out the gate about nonprofits? Well, I guess by defining it, that should be the first thing we need to find to do. Um, define it for those who may not know. Right, um, right. And then tell me if your definition, this is not like the dictionary definition, this is how I think of nonprofits. So you tell me if this is accurate from your perspective, but mm-hmm. I think of it as any corporation or company that is exempt from paying like taxes in, in terms of like, uh, um, I guess you would call it income tax for or, co- or corporate income taxes. Okay, oh yeah, you're focusing on the money side. Nonprofit, don't <laughs> <That's how I laughs> Tell me, well, what else should I be considering? No, all right, so that is, I mean, technically, yes, nonprofit uh, is identified at the base level is by their corporation and tax status, right? So, uh, what is it, 5013C, uh, as well as other classifications, but that's the most common and most popular version is the 5013C. And like you said, um, they differ because they don't pay um, taxes uh, for the most part because of how they are. structured and how their organization is structured for the reason now for me definitely i do usually when i think about nonprofits, that usually comes into mind just because of how i hear it all the time but usually just like conscious subconsciously when i think of what a nonprofit is my mind usually goes to like charitable organizations and things of that nature so usually charity charity organizations and foundations uh, and churches, those are usually the main two that comes top of mind out the gate when I think of nonprofits. Although there are many different variations and entities on what a, uh, what a nonprofit can be. Like it can be businesses, family, trust, and things of that nature can also technically, if your paper game is right, be considered a nonprofit, right? Right. So it's, it's like you said, your paper game. It's really all about how you file your paperwork and, you know, there, there have been some um, savvy businessmen who have had businesses who you wouldn't have think are nonprofits. Um, Before Twitter LLC 
and the goons come after us. Right? We are we just want to be mindful. This is we're we're speaking on nonprofits in the sense of US based perspective. So, you know, definitely variations, laws and legalities change from country to country. We're focusing uh on the US based uh environment for nonprofits for today's show. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So then my, and just to make a, another quick caveat, right? Because it can get a little confusing in this landscape because you have a nonprofit organization, but it's also should not be confused with a not for profit organization, which I know the wording can get a bit confusing, right? Like what's the difference between a nonprofit and a not for profit, right? Now we don't, we're not going to do a deep dive, but generally speaking, a not-for-profit, uh, and the difference between those two is really with, it really speaks in regards to what the money can be used for in the different set of the organizations. So for nonprofit, you're not really allowed to use the money and profits for, I don't have a complete breakdown, but like certain compensation packages and things of that nature, uh, you can't really u utilize it in a nonprofit for certain entities and business endeavors and certain positions. Whereas not for profit, you can. There's a little bit more flexibility on where you can allocate the money for the nonprofit without without getting much scrutiny by the governing bodies and organization. And that's really a layman's term, but you know there are more uh, specific details that differentiates and distinguish each of the two. All right. Was that on your radar, Sean? Yeah, because, you know, I never thought of the distinction before, but mm -hmm. upon doing our research for this episode, uh, one of the things that are also part of the distinction is that the nonprofit organization needs to have um, some sort of, like you were alluding to earlier, a charitable uh, message or a charitable theme, right? Mm -hmm. is that, is, that also affects your classification and how you could classify that business. Right, right, right. Okay, so... I know we're still in a definition phase. Uh, do you think we might have missed anything so far in regards to the nonprofit or what some of the key aspects are? Not that I could think of. I mean, we talked about the tax structure, how that's, and then also it's, um, you know, the kind of organization you're in. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's all I can think of. Um, I, I would say, I would just add one more component. All the components that usually, generally speaking, when one thinks of a nonprofit, even though that may change, may have changed over the past few years, when usually we think of nonprofit, you know, you usually get mental, your, your, your mind tends to go towards thinking that nonprofits, these organizations, there's a certain level of accountability, right? Uh, honesty or trustworthiness, things that uh, we may not an initially associate with traditional business structures and other corporations, right? So it's like, oh, they're trying to do good or they're here for a good cause. Not saying that corporations may not be doing that, but usually when you think nonprofit, that's usually where your mind goes to, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So now, who starts nonprofits, Sean? I mean, isn't it the same people who start <laughs> any other kind of business? It starts at the individual and or a group of individuals who want to form a corporation? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. So there's a few people. I usually segment and bucket into a few different areas, right? Uh, now, you have the the uh, ground level person, such as, you know, who is not a celebrity that says, hey, I want to start a, a charitable organization and things of that nature, right? And it can be for anything from mentor mentorship, uh, food, uh, charity, helping homeless people, education. You know, those are usually... 
I don't know how I would necessarily identify, classify them, but those are like the common everyday folks that just want to do something good, right? And start that. Then you have uh, celebrities who start these charitable organizations. And it may sound cynical, but a lot of times those are like for, so tax write-offs, right? <laughs> like it's very, uh, you know, they're, they're accumulating and generating so much money that it is advised you know, that they start a charitable organization and do these things for the community. Do we, do I think that these celebrities want to give, uh, be help, help the community and things in the nature? Of course, but also there is a tax implication as well that helps them by creating a charitable donate uh, organization. And then you might, you have these corporations that's kind of in a similar boat with these, um, with these uh, celebrities where, um, you know, not, I'm not going to imply that it's strictly for tax write-off and considerations, but you know, definitely for their philanthropic endeavors and try to keep it a bit separate from maybe their corporate uh, operations and day-to-day -day scenarios, right? Um, now, there, um, obviously, there's cases that probably do not fit into those three buckets, <laughs> but usually, that's usually who I kind of come, comes to mind when I think of people who start nonprofits. The, the a, a big component, I would say, what we need to be mindful of, because a lot of people, I'm really not, I don't want to, I'm not really going to focus on the celebrities and the um, corporations who start nonprofits or the big corporations that start nonprofits, because usually they're operating from a sense of they have, they have resources to kind of get this thing off the ground, right? Um, I want to focus, just talk a little bit about the people who do not have the resources and those challenges that they do face when they're starting a, a nonprofit, right? Uh, from my experiences, uh, a lot of people who do start uh, these charitable organizations, they usually come across uh, the, main, the main issue, which is funding. And that's an issue, not just for <laughs> nonprofit startup. We, we talk about the business grind on all these episodes of how do you get funding for a business? So just because it's a nonprofit doesn't mean that it doesn't uh, have the same challenges, <laughs> which is that these other businesses have as well, right? Yeah, it's really the same procedure for the most part, except you have some different back-end tax things you need to do um, in order to make sure everything's, you know, um, audit friendly, so. Right, right. And I think what's a little bit different here, right, uh, based off how most nonprofits are set up, um, usually it's where as if you have a business right at least you can solicit business and be like hey i'm selling a service i'm selling a pro a product uh please buy it from me or, or give me your business or something of that nature right usually in the case of nonprofits, um it's usually just begging no, not begging but like hey we have a worthy cause please give us some money for this you know some organizations do have swag items and things like that and obviously beneficiary tiers and things like that if you donate on this amount or this level you you get part of this you know you're, you're part of this club and this membership but a lot of it is really just knocking on doors and trying to get donations right yeah it's a lot of um grassroots work i would say right a lot of grassroots work and things of that nature and I think in regards to getting that funding, a lot of people who may not be familiar with that process, it can be very, uh, it, I don't know, overwhelming, overwhelming for sure, right? Uh, especially when you uh, see these corporations or, or uh, other uh, organizations get these big endowments 
or they get these big grants. And I think a lot of times people who go down the path of wanting to start a um, nonprofit are not really aware of all of those layers and uh, and things that they have to do to kind of make it successful, you know? Yeah, and I know you said you didn't want to focus on the celebrity go for um, and the go big for nonprofits, it. Go for it. Go for it. but no, I just kind of want to, and we don't, and not right now, but a little later in the conversation when we bring our guest on, I want to kind of talk about some of the surprising ones because one in particular that I don't know if people knew was a nonprofit. Um, that's a little surprising. So it's not always um, it's not always a struggle like you alluded to for everybody because some right. people are set up with the funding and resources to uh, simply just change that piece of paperwork on the back end and run their business as they always were so well name the name i mean before we get the guests but let's name the name because uh, now i'm intrigued name, name. okay i was thinking about ikea specifically <laughs> oh. they are technically a non-profit oh, but yeah, obviously yeah. they're not a top of mind non-profit so. right right so that's that's a good point so if i'm not mistaken that is that was set up because um if i'm not mistaken because the founder didn't want the vision of the company to change after his passing if i'm not mistaken <laughs> I don't know that specific details, but mm -hmm. I do know it's related to the mission statement of the company and, right. and you know, affordable furniture for everybody mm -hmm. and things like that. So that sounds about right, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. You know, just in regards to funding, I know I have a few friends um, who have started their own nonprofits. And I remember early on the, the frustration because what happens is they're so focused, they become so focused on uh, generating money, right, for for the organization that they're not even able to really focus on the goal and what they set up the nonprofit for in the first place, right? So what's, what starts happening is you realize, uh, I would like to do this nonprofit. I would like to, um, you know, help people and do whatever I can for the cause that I feel is worthy of, but then you sp wind up spending more time uh, focusing on getting more money and <laughs> getting more money to, you know, even be impactful or have an impact on the people's lives that you're trying to help and work with. You know, yeah, it's it, it's becomes a weird dynamic mm -hmm. in a capitalist system for you to operate a nonprofit, but not incorporate these capitalist ideals into it and into, right. into your you know it just it's kind of sometimes you're working with two sides of your brain there. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I've been I've been a part. I've supported uh, quite a few nonprofits uh, in my in my time, and I definitely see you know the struggles and trials and tribulations that happen. Uh, when trying to start one. Now, I want to speak to one aspect before we uh, bring in our guest, um, which is really like, I remember, and I don't know if, at least in my circle, or it seemed to be, for a minute, it seemed like it was in style to start a nonprofit for for a quick minute. I don't know. Is that... Was that there were there were a, uh, a, a group of them popping up around the same time. <laughs> I will, I'll say that. Yeah, it was a group where you know it was like the thing. It was more. It started becoming a, a status symbol to say, "Oh, well, I'm starting a nonprofit, or I'm going to join a nonprofit." You know, it looks good on the resume and things of that nature. Which, yes, it. I guess it does. But you know, where was my critique was? It wasn't really a lot of impact. You know, it would be on their resume for X amount of time. But the community or the mission that they set out to do wasn't really hitting like that. And they were not able to really deliver because it wasn't really about the mission in the first place. It was about their, uh, uh, you know, their resume and propping themselves up. Uh, so, yeah. So there's the mm -hmm. other side as well. But Yeah, as a marketing vehicle. Yeah, sounds like exactly. Exactly. 
All right. So we're not going to dwell on that too much, but just wanted to give the audience a quick overview of, you know, nonprofits, uh, some of the con things to take into consideration and how it may, it is different from uh, uh, profit or, or general uh, corporation, some things to take into consideration. But now we're going to bring in our guest who has experience as well. And we're going to just kind of talk about some of our uh, respective uh, experiences dealing, working with uh, nonprofits and for nonprofits as well. So, so you can kind of get an inside understanding of that. Yeah. So I guess without further ado, I'd like to introduce my lovely wife, Simone Wellington, who has worked for uh, nonprofits uh, like at university and also worked for a nonprofit organization that worked with some of the top uh, corporations in the country. So um, going back to the whole dual side of the brain thing, it's like you have your nonprofit organization works with some of the top corporations in the world. <laughs> who are, so it's an interesting dynamic. But let me let her speak to it. Simone, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Simone, if you just give us a brief overview, um, you don't have to name any names of the companies, but just give us a brief overview of the two nonprofits you've worked for. Um, well, technically three. <laughs> I've been listening on the conversation, but um, uh, in my past life, I worked for a university for several years. So that's like one end of the nonprofit space because there are for-profit and non-profit uh, universities. Of course, the non-profit universities are more accredited institutions. And then like examples of a for-profit would be like a Phoenix University or DeVry, which even mm -hmm. though they're advertised as you getting a degree, it's not necessarily accredited or essentially worth your, your money to spend for um, a for-profit college um, and that's just you know just throwing a disclaimer out there for all the phoenix university grads out there in the comments you know that's just the perspective of non-profit uh university versus uh for-profit university and their goal organizations we're not we're not uh getting at your degree just throwing that out there yeah yeah sorry let me <laughs> they're about you, to come for you <laughs> yeah thank you for making me more pc because i do not want to offend anyone <laughs> but um i think I think it just kind of goes back to the idea of a nonprofit is kind of rooted in mm -hmm. good for the society. So you think of essentially like a college, it's nonprofit because the idea is to educate mm -hmm. the community. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's Ivy leagues and tuition, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the idea of why a college would fall under a nonprofit. And then, after my tenure there, I also worked for a nonprofit that specialized in helping businesses, essentially help businesses do good in society as well. Mm -hmm. So even though we were working with partnering with um, Fortune 500 corporations all across the globe, it was still, again, like our main mission is to help businesses make better and more informed business decisions that will benefit society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my second experience in the nonprofit realm. And then actually the third component is um, currently I do work in a corporate organization, but we did launch a nonprofit leg that launched a few years ago. So I have had experiences working with our nonprofit arm for my current company as well. So mm -hmm. that is my experience. Nice. And, and what what was the reason was the 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 reason behind the nonprofit arm being started? Um, it was really just to to benefit. I'm trying to keep it very generic uh -huh. <laughs> so people don't find my company. But um, it's really just 
to again like help society like we're doing all like our my current organization is very member focused mm -hmm. but you have to pay into that but it's like how can we help others mm -hmm. educate others benefit others around their wellness Mm -hmm. if they can't afford our service. Right, right. So that's kind of why we started that um, nonprofit leg. Okay, very nice. I, I will just want to say one, just going off topic for just a second, especially the comment about the profit, profit and not-for-profit not school. That could really be, we can really have a deep dive, especially with the conversation around student loans uh, and, and student debt, especially for college that are supposed to be a nonprofit and still somehow impacting these students' lives as if they were a profit organization, right? Um, so, oh, yes. Yeah, so so just to be mindful, you know, technically, even though a corporation or some or organization is known as a non-profit, it doesn't mean that they're, you know, living in squalor or, you know, getting by bare bones. They're still making money and generating money in some form or fashion. We're usually used to just seeing it in regards to, uh, fundraising and asking for donations, but there are mm -hmm. plenty of those that are, you know, doing quite well. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, I was actually, you know, just, I've had my experiences working with nonprofits being part of a nonprofit as well. Uh, and before I get into it, would you, how would you, um, I guess if you could like maybe speak to some of the differences that you've noticed from your own experiences on working on both sides of that equation? I mean, I think the biggest difference is just resources. Mm -hmm. um, again, like nonprofit, like it's in the word, the word. So you're very limited on what you can actually do as an organization. So you're very focused on your mission, mm -hmm. but as you're trying to say execute on like for, for example for for my nonprofit it was helping corporations make better and more informed business decisions but we're doing that with like conferences with um like meetings several times a year where we would meet with um leaders across other organizations but it's just like those executives are used to like a certain standard that <laughs> you might be used to if you work for a fortune 500 company, but we are a nonprofit. So what your standards are and what our standards are, are is different, or even just like access to the resources and access to multiple teams that specialize in say like marketing and like the, then the, like uh -huh. the supply chain team, like all, like all these resources that I, I, I think, you take for granted if you're working in a corporate setting that it's like we do not have access to all of these right. extra extra hands extra people so it's just this is what we can offer you we're kind of limited to that even as we try to ideate on ways to improve it's it just comes down to like dollars and cents like we just do not have the money <laughs> to right. support certain things <laughs> we need to prioritize mm. how we provide the service so mm. That's the biggest difference. No, that, I think that's that's interesting because just any company, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you can't provide your service or your product if you're not making money, if you're not profiting off that service and product. But mm -hmm. a nonprofit, you don't necessarily have to profit off of the service and product you're providing because it's a greater mission. So you mm -hmm. describing it like, yeah, we're trying to provide this for you, but, you know, keep in mind, we only have A and B resources. It's just... It's just interesting to me how those two things almost fight against each other. But it does, and 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 especially, I mean, I 
joined the corporate arena later on in my career. So <laughs> I was still even almost like had sticker shock, like, wait, what? You have money for this? You have resources for this? I mean, even having like an in, something as simple as an in-office lunch, like at a, a nonprofit, <laughs> that was pizza and some soda. Pizza and some soda. <laughs> for, and then working in corporate, you're having a fully catered lunch with... Yeah three-course meal and drinks and just all these things that is just, we would have to nickel and dime or scrounge up pennies just to provide certain amenities right. to even equate to a corporate. Or you could take food, you could take food home. You can uh, have your Tupperware on hand when you are there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's that, that was definitely very eye-opening to me. Okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about to choose violence here. I'm about to choose, go, little violence here because get violent, get violent. Get violent <laughs> because my experiences with nonprofits has been a mixed bag right uh i totally get what, what you're saying in regards to the and obviously your experience is yours but um in regards to the difference in resources right and i just felt like over the over the years whenever i've done business with nonprofits they come out the gate like hey we're a nonprofit, which has always felt like code coded language like we don't have any money. We're not paying you. <laughs> right. It felt like code for low budget. Yes, like, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and which I can totally understand. I, and listen, it's your money. You choose to spend your money how you choose. And as me, as a person who's offering service, I can choose to accept or reject the proposal at hand. But I just always remember it was always like kind of that energy, like every out the gate, be like, oh, well, we don't have this and we don't have that. But then certain elements you would be you would see well they have a budget for this over here which listen I don't run the organization but I don't I it would be hard for me to see how that how you justify this cost but not that cost right um, but to each his own that's just how the organizations have been ran run mm -hmm. uh, but you know a lot of times they come out the gate and I always say well okay you are a nonprofit I knew that from the beginning but still what is your budget like I would assume you would still know and have a budget if you're a nonprofit. You know how much you want to spend, right? Um, so that would always just make me raise my eyebrow. Like you're a nonprofit, you're hit. You got to this point. Somebody should know how much they're willing to spend out the gate. <laughs> so. But the thing is, is I think part of it, like being on the other side of that, is like one th that budget really is non-existent, at least in my experience. Uh -huh. And then a lot of times. If, if say like there's usually a lot of nonprofits, might have like one big event or mm -hmm. one big gala a year, like all that funding, all that budget, mm -hmm. any kind of earnings goes to that one event. So that might look top notch, that might look high end, okay. but you're literally cutting corners on everything else throughout the rest of the year. So, and then like even in my corporate life, we've partnered with nonprofits and then you, 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 again, it goes back to the resources. You see the difference between the quality of work we can produce and we can provide and in, in the time frame that we can do it versus we're trying to get stuff from them. And it looks like our intern did it. Fair. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like night and day, but again, it goes back to resources. So I, I see both sides of that, but. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, that's my little angry rant from, from my business side of, doing business with nonprofits, but uh you know also not just on that side i have been involved on the other side like as a board member or as a mentor and participate into uh, a few nonprofits. so and and i donate you know to these causes so i definitely 
it's not like I don't know there is a there's a funding and uh, resource issue, but I guess it, it really depends on which which organization I'm dealing with, and I'll start looking at them side eye like, come on now, come on now. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing, uh, and I don't know if you've had experience on this side, is as far as getting funding uh, and how uh, you get funding, not just from solic- soliciting donations, but like uh, writing grants and things of that nature. Nonprofit I work for, coincidentally, that was also membership based. Mm-hmm. So the companies that we service, it, they would have a membership fee mm-hmm. to pay into our products and services. Oh, okay. So when you hear about it, when you hear how it's structured, it sounds like this sounds like a for-profit institution, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's like you pay into this. We provide these services to help you make better decisions for society. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than going out and asking for money or asking for grants. Right, right. But with my current organization, I know that nonprofit leg, they they do have to go out and find funding. And even though for them, they do have the cushion of having a major corporation behind them, mm-hmm. technically like their funding is split. So they can receive donations. They have um, partnered with like the UN on certain initiatives. So they there's funding that way. But you still have to separate their funding from who we are as a corporation. It's two completely different entities. Right, right. Um, no, definitely. I, I know I was a I was on a, a board member committee uh, for a nonprofit, and we had the we definitely had the luxury and benefit of of being supported nicely by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. Um, I mean who wouldn't love that right that was like a big win and it was a consistent support uh from that organization and but we still had to get money on our own for our give get and and all of these other criteria but i think a lot of people may not be aware you know they they see these you you hear these success stories it's kind of how when how our episodes on uh i'm sorry our episodes on other businesses and how we talk about things you hear these success stories about businesses and everybody assumes that it's like oh me too i can do that yes you can do that and not really aware of the work that goes into it, especially in regards to grant writing but also the scarcity of these grants for these organizations you have to do a lot of work a lot of writing a lot of you know it goes back to the resource, a lot of time and energy to get these uh, type of, um, you know, gifts and, and money, uh, which mm-hmm. really can burn you out, right? And that's really, really what it boils down to. And it, for a lot of people, especially in our community, who may not be aware of this process, they're usually just saying, hey, if I can just start asking people for money, but really, it, it's, it's a whole lot of elements that go into funding a nonprofit. I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And that grant writing process is, is a big part of it, but especially with that pool uh, getting a bit smaller, it, it kind of becomes a, a, even a bigger hurdle to uh, overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that plays into like having your network. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, being black and brown, you don't, you don't have that advantage as much to even just reach out to your Mm -hmm. extended network to try to look for those types of donations for a good cause. Like, I'm not sure. I don't want to name drop another podcast, but this is my only point of reference. If you listen to the How I Built This podcast, Mm -hmm. they always go into the root of, you know, how these 
major corporation started, mm-hmm. but a lot of those founders, it's like, well, I asked my uncle or I asked my dad's friend to donate 20K, 100K, and they're able to find that funding. And, and that, that hurdle always frustrates me listening to that podcast because right. that's not right, right, an right. avenue that a lot of black and brown <laughs> people can can pursue so no for sure for sure and i, I we i listen to that podcast we, we will it's fine we're not a hater you can name drop them over here <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we appreciate them <laughs> you know but uh sean i feel like we've kind of been monopolizing this part of the conversation so feel free to i mean look guys i just want to get into my list of <laughs> of nonprofits <laughs> that you didn't know were nonprofits, so don't feel like you need to wait on nah, me go ahead I mean, go I'm ahead just gonna jump in go ahead all right so well <laughs> Uh, you you said you were looking up IKEA Simone while you were waiting to come on. So what did what exactly did you find out about IKEA, or were you just surprised that they were on that list? I was surprised. Um, I didn't get to look too deep into it, but it looks like it was based on the founder. But the founder, it, I guess IKEA. I didn't realize IKEA has been around since the 1940s, so he had it set up and structured for it to be a nonprofit. But I didn't get to the part of how he made it a loophole, essentially. Yeah, I think, I mean, Danny explained it better than I'm going to, but I think it was because he had a mission statement and he didn't want that to change after he passed away and the company, mm-hmm. you know, um, changed hands. So Yeah, so um, very interesting. Yeah. very. All right. So I'm going to do this quiz for him. I'm going to ask you guys <laughs> to guess what the nonprofit is. This one is a company that brings you an internet browser. It's not the most popular internet browser, but it is one of the top internet browsers. Oh, Mozilla. Guess what Mozilla. Mozilla. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Mozilla, <laughs> Firefox, that. yes, sir. I had no idea they oh, were yeah. a nonprofit, but uh, yeah. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, so, man, my, man, right. my man was over there. He was a, a, a fellow, because they do like a lot of fellowships as well. So yeah, they do. They, they're, they're big on that uh, mission-driven type work for the internet. So yeah. Okay, so that mm-hmm. one surprised me. Um, this one shouldn't be surprising, but it did surprise me at the time. Um, this they're they're a popular podcast too. Speaking of podcasts, um, Simone, you listen to them almost every day. But the, the New York Times or the Daily? No, oh, is that New York Times? My bad. Joe Buttons podcast. Oh, NPR. No. <laughs> 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 podcast. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't play that. NPR. Uh, so NPR. Yeah. Oh, NPR. Yeah. Said there Simone, another you one. said it right. I guess it's obvious. Yeah, I just said yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, okay. NPR. It seems obvious in hindsight, but I just never think of. I think of them as a you know as a content creation brand like everybody else. So it's interesting that they're not for profit because of the subject matter, I guess. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, what does NPR? I thought NPR. The, the acronym stands for like yeah it says for national public radio yeah that's yeah the, uh, public radio that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah that's that's why it's obvious it's like duh if it's public radio then yeah. maybe <laughs> you know. um okay uh i think i got one more that was super surprising for me um so i want to see if you got what you guys thought the green bay packers football team did you guys know they were a non-profit organization so, specifically the green bay packers so here's here's uh, yes and no yes and yes and no i knew you can buy shares i know that you can buy shares of the green bay packer and i knew like it really didn't mean much you own the share but it's not like you can sell it for a profit or something like that that i was aware of uh but i didn't know like the technical structure of it was a nonprofit. Yeah, apparently, yeah, like you said, they're a publicly traded company, and mm-hmm. they and they've stayed local to that Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's why Simone. I know you're not a football fan, so that's why they're called the Green Bay Packers because it was literally uh, Packers. They packed boxes, and then they mm. that's so that's why they're called the Packers. So. But why? How are you, how are you publicly traded if you're a nonprofit? 
Good question. Well, they have <laughs> stockholders. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like you yeah, have, yeah. Oh, see, yeah. Consult with your professional before investing <laughs> in the Green before Bay starting Packers. The NFL yes, football listen, game. this is yeah. not a no. But I do know the weight, and this is why we say your paper game got to be on point, right? You make sure mm-hmm. your paper game because I do know, uh, unless some any something has changed recently, I know you were able to buy stocks of the company, but it was more like a vanity thing. It wasn't like I'm selling this at a profit on the market or something like that. But yeah, so however the entity was set up and the rules and the structure makes it that way where it's a nonprofit and can, they can still do that type of stuff. So yeah. Apparently a publicly held nonprofit is a thing. I just looked that up too as we were talking. So okay. we need to, uh, yeah, a publicly held nonprofit is a, is a thing. So. Ah, ah, you learn something new every day, you know? So yeah, okay, that, that was interesting. That was interesting. Ah, okay, okay. So, with that being said, Sean, are we gonna see a nonprofit from you and uh, Simone anytime soon? I can't speak for Simone, <laughs> but I mean, I do, I do want to start a nonprofit. Um, um, and then I got some inspiration from one of our mutual friends. Uh, her brother started a nonprofit organization for dance. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, what he does, him and his partner do, is they. Um, go to schools in the in the community, and they find you know exceptional students who have potential to be you know you know taking their dancing to the next level. As in like um, he's like a, a, a classically trained dancer. He went to Juilliard, so it's like taking uh, finding people and uh, youth in the community who have the skill and potential in building programs and dance programs that can send them overseas and hone their dance skills. So I wanted to basically copy that structure, but replace dance with like video production so i, I think I you need that. to shout them out they are a black owned you, hey, let's shout, you know what i didn't want to i didn't want to miss shout it out but move um nyc is the name of the nonprofit. Oh, shout, yes, it out. You're right. shout it out spell out the url all that good stuff. oh yes move <laughs> nyc m-o-v-e nyc dot nyc okay. so it's a dot nyc company for all the new yorkers out there, there to feel go. some pride about it all right so Nice. Yeah, nice. they're doing big things over there. So they really are. Yeah. So okay, very nice. Okay, so Sean is gonna has aspirations for his nonprofit. Simone, how are you how are you feeling? Yeah, no, maybe so. Um, I say never say never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any aspirations right now, but you you never know what the future holds. True. True. Um, I I don't know. I'm always on the fence. Like I I do a lot of mentorship as it is. Um, and I am involved with a few nonprofits. I tend to think that if I was to start a nonprofit, at least at this point in my life, kind of to what we spoke to earlier today, I would spend so much time focusing on this nonprofit that I don't know how impactful it would be just right now to the people I want to impact. So I feel like I'm making, I'm, I feel like I'm doing more now with the avenues that I'm choosing than to run into my own nonprofit right about now. But uh, if the circumstances and conditions change, I wouldn't be opposed to it for sure. And what I mean, what would be your charitable, uh, I guess, realm? I think, if you... yeah, for me, I think it's it's really going to be a more, it would be something more around uh, education and experience based. So education in the sense of uh, teaching more design, technology, and financial financial components. So a hybrid of those areas in some regard, and maybe even. You know, it doesn't even have to be isolated, maybe showing the relationships and the opportunities and just be, becoming more familiar with that type of uh, industry and knowledge area, right? And, and exposing uh, young children, uh, regardless of gender, uh, you know, to, to that. And then um, also experiences. Um, I'm part of this group now where 
we take um we take uh these young men hiking and, and take them on things you know get them out of the city and hiking and camping which i've I really am uh enjoying a lot so uh you know something around that as well where maybe just experiencing different things that may not be considered uh the norm for depending on their circumstances and life scenarios so that's it would revolve around something like that so one day we'll see we'll see we'll see where the journey takes takes me towards uh yeah so uh that's really everything i have in regards to nonprofit. I, I was very very interested in and eager to dive into this topic and thank you so much simone for coming and sharing your knowledge with us as well on this topic anytime yeah thank you for having me uh if you are considering a nonprofit, you know definitely best of luck in your journey and what you're trying to do and hopefully this episode uh, has helped you along the way on things to be mindful of and things to consider as you are setting things up and what you need to uh, make sure you have on your checklist as well. All right, so that's a wrap on this week's episode on nonprofits and things to consider if you're thinking about starting one. Hopefully, this episode was very helpful as you embark on that journey, and especially thanks to our guest, Simone Wellington. If you have questions you would like us to answer on the show, shoot us a message on any of our social media channels or shoot us an email at questions at businessgrindshow.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share on Spotify and iTunes. See you again soon. In the meantime, keep Keep grinding. The Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. I'm out here on the grind.